when you're so infatuated with someone, you do anything for them. But would you help them commit a crime? We find out when we discuss the movie, Eileen. I'm Jordan. I'm Jared. And I'm Matt. Grab your cigarettes, martini, and whiskey. Enjoy the 143rd episode of your award-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. Chad is not on this show because Chad is off doing Chad things. Much deserved rest. He's been cranking out a lot of bonus content for you guys. But knowing Chad, Chad is out there filling, filming some bonus content. But this week, I got friend of the show, Jared. And once upon a time, yes, yes. Jordan. Welcome, both of you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Now, Jordan, what do you want to talk about this week? Um, you know, I was kind of racking my brain to bring some content to the podcast. And uh, the best thing I could think of is uh, how ridiculous the U.S. presidential election is normally and how it will be this year. Also, um, I just kind of wanted to poke fun at it a little bit, I guess, or get you guys' thoughts on how you take in the political uh circus <laughs> that is the u.s presidential election every four years what do you guys think about it how do you follow news do you follow news are you worried are you excited do you vote that kind of stuff i get it a lot of people are you know super heavily invested into the election cycle you know for the presidency but me personally i just i, I don't really care anymore just because i feel like um, I feel like it's all pre-selected anyway from the, you know, just because like only a certain, uh, person is going to be put on the, on the final ballot to represent one of the two sides. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I guess you're sort of picking based on who you vote for, but are you really, if you're only getting the chance to really vote for one or two people? So for me, it's just sort of, uh, yeah. You know, I don't really think too much of it at this point. Yeah. There are hundreds and hundreds of presidential candidates for each election. Yeah. Like literally hundreds of candidates. Uh And what you only see uh, in the mainstream news media are the top, you know, six or eight. And then they dwindle that down to, you know, two or sometimes three with the, the independent party, the third party um that makes it in there but it's just amazing to me how they they frame everything as this democratic process and that everybody has the opportunity to become president you you hear that when you're younger in grade school you can be president if you want with what money like how how much money (laughs) does it cost to to run a campaign for presidency it's either you paying for it as a billionaire you know uh bruce wayne type character or you have the backing have of all, all these. these. Yeah, you got these institutions right. that are backing you, these deep dyed in the wool institutes that will definitely have a quid pro quo kind of situation with you because anytime you, you know, scratch somebody's back so that they, you know, you have to turn around and, and scratch theirs or vice versa. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm. it's never really true that anybody can be president, I don't think. And then, it just goes to show you that if there's hundreds of people that are running for president every four years, how do we only know 
the same four or five or six names, you know, and mm -hmm. why. Right. right. And, and um, also, uh, quick, also real quick, uh, another thing is like, so you may have a person who, um, I personally think all politicians are scumbags, but that's not just, not because of the individual person, but just because like that's sort of the nature of it. So mm -hmm. if you do have a person who is like a legitimately good person and they want to run for president, you only going to make it far one of two ways. You can either get a lot of donors and then that comes with, you know, oh, I gave you X amount of dollars, so I need you to put this policy in place or whatever. So even if you do have like a genuinely good, a genuinely good person, at some point you're going to have to make a decision like, I can go either drop out because I need the money to keep going or I could take this money, you know, the donations or whatever, but that takes away the genuinely good person part of it, you know? So it's like kind of a lose-lose, you know? Right. So that genuinely good candidate who's not a scumbag politician probably is going to become a scumbag politician just by the very nature of how our politics work here. So, you know. Yeah. But yeah. And from... Me, because I'm living in Japan, seeing this stuff or like social media and stuff. It's like it's a clown show on both sides of it, and that's yeah. even in Japan when I see their news and what their politicians are doing and stuff. It's like it's a clown show where things have gotten so uh, separated to where, um, like. They, they separate the news because of it now. Now, you know, if you're on one side, you're watching CNN. If you're on one side, you're watching Fox. And everything is tailored to whatever side is side. So, it's like, that's how much separated. Usually, before, back in the day, the stuff was mixed in together a little bit. So, it just yeah. got so divided yeah. to where if you stand on this side, then everything this side, you have to believe in. And I don't believe anybody's like that. You're not going to... All the ticks of the left, all the ticks on the right, you could take bits and pieces from each side or whatever like that. It's just, but the times we're living in, is just, you're either all or nothing now. Yeah. Absolutely. Polarizing. And, <clears throat> yeah, and it's like that, it's, it's purposefully done like that to make sure that you stay on one side or the other side. And it's to the point where, like, not even just with, the, with politics, but other issues too. But it's like, it used to be that like, okay, you think this way and somebody else thinks this way. But if you talk and you say, you know what, I just I just disagree with you. Let's go get lunch. Let's not talk about it. You know, whatever. But now the way they do it is like, if you disagree with the other person, it's like, that makes you a bad person. Now. Right, right. And it's like polarized to the point where it's like, it's not even a, a matter of, oh, that's just his opinion or that's just her opinion. It's no, that person is terrible. We can't be friends. There You're not my no brother anymore. I want to leave the family. Right, exactly. It's no yeah. middle ground. It's like you got to be all the way to one side or all the way to the other side, or you're a terrible person if you disagree with, right, because you know, with the it, other side. So. It got so separated to where, for example, if I was like, oh, yeah, I'm for, the, I'm for the Second Amendment. I have guns and everything else like that, even though that's all I said, but now that's going to be categorized in every other talking point this yeah. side has. Or if I was like, oh yeah, I'm for abortion, then then I then I fall under all this category. So it's not yeah. just whatever I said. It's now I'm grouped in all the other sides. So now it's, and that's where like there's no common ground. We're not 
we're not speaking to each other. We're speaking at each other. And that's where, like, whenever they hold these um, um, Senate briefs and stuff on TV, you never hear them talking like a regular conversation, like a business meeting. Hey, let's do this. Let's negotiate. It's always rah, 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 rah. And, and you can't get, you can't get things done in the business, but now we expect them to get this done in the government. Right. Right. So it's a lose, lose, it's a lose, lose situation for everybody. Will you guys vote? Yeah, I vote. Presidential election. Uh, I voted. uh, Did I vote? Yeah, I voted in the last election. Yeah. So I'll probably vote this time too. Okay. You? Yeah, I don't think I will. I just, I mean, I would ask you why why do you vote if you don't think it matters or if you don't think. Well, I don't say I think it matters. I think that, that it's. Well, it's, Jared it, said that. Well, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's not a farce. It's just, it's kids. It's, it's like kids fighting in the, in the playground or whatever like that. But I mean, it's all about represent representation. It's, because this person is the face of the U.S. And this person is the one that's out talking. This person is out the one that's talking to these other countries and everything else like that. Uh, so you mm-hmm. would hope, you would like that the person you voted for will be that person to do that. But like a lot of these laws and stuff that like generally affects people are affected by the local elections and things of that nature. Right. Like that, mm-hmm. those are the ones that people should be going out and voting for i know the big thing is everybody go out for the president but these local elections and stuff like that is that's the ones that people should like um the abortion stuff the banning of the books the health care things all of this stuff like that either either you forward or against it but those are the people who are making those decisions it's not the president of the united states doing this stuff right right yeah, no, I agree. And I do think that the local stuff is is more important than the national uh, scale stuff. I just think for me personally, like the president, you don't, there's never really anybody who's running for president that I would vote, want to vote for generally. Uh, the mainstream candidates are almost always in the pocket of some other special interest group, you know, some special interest group. And they're gonna they're gonna continue on with general policies of the Republican or the Democratic you know um, spheres of the government. Um, but I don't know. I think it's, it's it does get kind of fun when you can see uh, the debates, uh, the debate cycle, uh, the news cycle running up to the election. It just gets really interesting and. Uh, chaotic and I, I i do kind of find some entertainment in that right and that and they basically that's what it's boiled down to now it's boiled down to entertainment value to where uh it's the clips somebody says something silly somebody does something stupid or say somebody gets aggressive whatever and that's the clip that's gonna ride yeah yeah so it'll be interesting i'm i'm, I'm sure do you have any uh predictions for right now i mean you got biden as the incumbent and then, uh, you know, Trump, Trump trying to make another push to be reelected. I have no idea. Cause I know like there's other <clears throat> people like right now, wasn't like a couple of, I don't know who they had the Republican one and Kathy Kelly, something or something was saying something. So I don't know who's all on the, 
I have no idea. Well, the Republican side, you got like uh, Trump. He's he's. I don't even think he's going to debate anybody. He's just. This is this is how bold. This is how bold <laughs> Trump is. Trump is saying, "I don't need to even be on the debates with these Republicans. Everybody knows me. I had a huge support. Um, you know." Um, a huge uh, swath of support when he ran in 2020 and then a very strong support after he left the presidency. So he's not even going to waste his time being on debate stages. He's just, I mean, he literally doesn't even have to campaign really. I mean, he's giving speeches and stuff yeah. here and there sporadically, but that's, that's actually a pretty, pretty bold and boss move uh, uh, to me, but there's right. like, and, and, it's, and it's true. It's true because yeah, it's I mean, it true. His fanfare has never wavered. Honestly, it's probably gotten stronger since he left office. I think it's gotten it, stronger. Yeah. Right. So he, so why 100%. would I, why would I debate these people if if all I yeah. can do is just do my normal um press conference in these cities and stuff and keep it moving? Why would I do a debate? Yeah. So that yeah. already is just like Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so far out of the norm that it's it's, it's it's starting to look like the SNL writers have come to to clock in, you know, for the election or whatever. But you got like Nikki Haley on the Republican side, uh, Ron DeSantis, who I think is the Vivek. governor of Florida, Vivek Ramaswamy um, is yeah. a burgeoning, you know, Republican um um, you know, new kind of uh, politician, or um, I, I always want to call them celebrities. He's a new Republican celebrity. You know what I mean? Like um, that's the right word. Comes, that's a good word for it. I mean, it's 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 the cult of celebrity for for politicians. I mean, that's how they yeah. get popular. At least in the United States politics, I think it's all about how big your name is, not necessarily what you've done or anything. You know, you can bring to the table because this guy is a businessman. And if you think about it, I mean, do you really need to have any experience in politics to be anywhere in politics? No, because all of I, these people who are in politics are mostly doctors and lawyers and they're business yeah. people that are in politics now, you know? So it's like, they're not, politics is not a, some special, you know, um, subject. You can study international politics or you can study politics and uh, in college and shit like that. But I mean, what do you actually need to know in order to run a government other than organizational management? Right. And even it's not even that like or it's not just that it's because even all you need is whatever talking point you fall on. And then, for example, if you don't even make the ticket now, you are famous now. So now you can get on a yeah. talk show, you get on a podcast, you can do your write own thing. You can write a book, and now that's all it is. Is you just got to get on there, figure out what lane you want to go in, uh, generate some um, an audience, numbers, whatever, and then now you're going to be set because now you're famous now. Yeah. Yep. And that's just how humans work. Like we, it's like um, we we rely on recognition a lot. So if you see a McDonald's logo or a Burger King logo or any recognizable logo, Apple logo, whatever it is, it's like you recognize that. And it's the same thing with the names. So it's like, um, if you recognize the name of a candidate on the ballot, you might say, oh, wait a minute, I know his name. Right. Oh, I'll just vote for him. I recognize him. So, Cher, you want to talk about True Detective? Yeah, so the new True Detective season four is coming out uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on a Saturday. 
So it should be out tomorrow, the 14th of January. Yeah. And uh, it's got Jodie Foster. It takes place, I think, in Alaska. Um, and it looks good. It looks really good. I, I personally, I think the first season of True Detective is the best. Um, and if you don't know, True Detective is a, it's like an anthology series. Uh, so, on HBO. Yeah. It's like a I've never watched series. I never watched it. So give me a brief synopsis of what of what True, De- True Detective is. Okay, so it's basically um, a series about it, each season has a different cast. So the first season was um, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. They're both detectives. They work together. And um, they were trying to find like a serial killer. And uh, it spans, uh, I, I want to say maybe 20 years or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But oh, I think, I, think yeah, Chad was, I think Chad was telling me something about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so it's a it's basically what it is. It's a series where you follow uh, a detective or a set of detectives, and they try to solve whatever the crime is for that season, or crimes, multiple crimes, or whatever. And so the newest season is coming out, and it has Jodie Foster in it, and uh, it looks like it's like more in the vein of season one, which was sort of like a dark and mysterious kind of a thing, as opposed to the second and third season. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching this one um, tomorrow when it comes out because the first and the third seasons are really good. I would definitely recommend everybody to check out True Detective season one and season three when you get a chance and then check out this new season. Okay. I just want to jump in and say season three slightly edges season one to me because of the cast. Uh, First of all, Carmen Ajogo is, is, Fine as all outdoors on season three. Uh, she plays uh, the wife of Mahershala, Mahershala yeah. Ali. Um, Stephen yeah. Dorff is also on season three. Um, the plot, I, I think the plot is not as good as season one, but the, the acting definitely makes up for him. Mahershala Ali does a really, really, really good job Um you know, in season three, um, it spans like 30 or 40 years, I think, season three. Um, but um, the the show in, in and of itself is just really good. It's really enthralling. And they they kind of they kind of really trap you uh, mentally and wanting to know what's going to happen next. And it's it's an easy watch, too, I think. So very excited for season four. They got me thinking of uh, something else. Uh Marvel drop in Jonathan Majors uh, from Kane the Conqueror. And then now there was news that uh, he was supposed to play uh, Dennis Rodman in an upcoming movie. And he dropped, he get dropped from that. Well, first just set the stage. This is on the heels of him being accused of abusing his girlfriend, right? Not accused. Well, yes. accused, but he was. He got, a, he got convicted. He got convicted. And. Was it, has he come out and said, okay, this conviction is valid? I mean, there was physical evidence that he, that he like beat her or what, or? There was some physical evidence. I know he did an interview Monday with Good Morning America or something, but I have not watched that interview. Yeah. The thumbnail was that yeah, he I have not watched it I didn't watch it. Okay. I haven't watched it either, but um, it, uh, he played not guilty, so. I mean, mm-hmm. right. Well, I mean, on but, the surface of it, in Hollywood, 
especially now, I would say the last five years, those kind of allegations generally lead to very, very bad outcomes for people, especially with convictions, whether there's the physical evidence or not. I mean, pleading not guilty, obviously, he's trying to say that he he didn't think that he did anything um, that would warrant him being convicted of a, of a crime, of assault or whatever. It's assault, right, that they charged him with, that he was allegedly, uh, that he had allegedly done yeah, to his girlfriend. Was yeah. it his girlfriend, his wife, or what? Girlfriend, yeah. Okay. So if you get convicted of something like that, I mean, the, the status quo is to cut you from everything. I mean, I thought, right? Like, that's what they kind of have to do. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to boycott um, your shit, you know? Yes, I, I do tend to agree with that. Um, but, wait, wait. But I'm okay. saying, no, I'm saying typically, yes. But then you do have other situations. You got like Urza Miller stuff to where if they are determined to put this out, regardless of whatever, they can put this stuff out. Now, you could face the backlash with it um, and everything like Flash did, but it's really up to the studios if they feel like, I get it, but we still going to do our thing anyway. You mean use the... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you me as in the studio. Right. So you're saying if the studio wanted to, they could say, we know what's going on with Jonathan Majors, but we're going to ride with him. We're going to keep him on board. Right. Put the movie out anyway. Right. Why do you think they didn't do that? Correct me if I'm wrong, Jared. Was a flash done, finished when that stuff came out or was it still in production? Uh, yes and no. So Ezra Miller, he he had like a bunch of stuff that happened, not just one or two things. So some stuff happened before they even shot the flash, but they just sort of swept that under the rug because that was just like um he I think he like attacked a fan or something, like trying to get pictures with him and he pushed a girl or something like that. But mm -hmm. they swept that under the rug because they had the movie coming up. They kind of let that slide. And then after they shot the movie, that's when like the majority of the stuff already happened, you know, started to happen with with um him breaking into somebody's house and like stealing and getting arrested and getting drunk in a bar and like stuff like that so it was a bunch of stuff that happened after they already filmed that movie which was like over 200 million dollars that they put into that movie mm -hmm. so i get it from the standpoint of like all right we already shot this we can't fire him before we release the movie because it just it does, it's like um what's the like lame duck movie i guess you would say because he's you know right so i get why they did it but at the same time, it's like, come on, man, y'all. He was he was tripping before before he even shot the movie, you know. So it's like, you let him slide, and then he just kept going crazy. So I don't know, but I, okay, I have to say this. I'm 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 honestly shocked that he got convicted for this. Like I wasn't in the courtroom, so maybe I missed some stuff, but. Based on what I saw, the evidence that I saw, I'm shocked. And elaborate. I've seen the videos. Okay, so this is basically what happened. Supposedly, they were in a cab together or in a, 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 a driving service car or whatever. Somebody was driving them around. They were in the backseat. Mm -hmm. 
uh, Jonathan Majors got a text on his phone from some other woman. The girlfriend tried to take his phone and allegedly he snatched the phone from her and uh, hit her in the car, like causing some kind of um, uh, injury to her head or whatever, right? So that's what uh, is supposed, you know, supposedly happened. But the thing is, like, okay, and it was more after that too. So she, she, the, the woman said that. Um, uh, I think that was the like extent of her injuries. I could be wrong, but I'm, from what I understand, that's what happened. But the driver who was driving said that Jonathan Majors didn't do that, uh -huh. and I've seen video evidence of her at the club after this happened she was normal partying whatever and i've also seen video footage of jonathan majors getting out of the cab running away from her i'm sure you've seen this video i've seen that he's running one, yeah. down like five blocks yeah <laughs> he's chasing him so i'm maybe i'm crazy maybe it's some kind of human psychology thing that like i'm not aware of but if somebody's beating the crap out of me and they're running away from me, I don't think that I would be following them. That's just me personally. Maybe it's some kind of human psychology thing that I'm missing out on. And maybe, also, maybe they do I that. Beat the crap out of maybe maybe because they, if they I do beat this the crap often. out of a woman, I definitely wouldn't call the police on myself because that's what happened. He he said he can't, he went to the apartment and she was there and she was like on the floor and he called the police to try to get her some help. So I don't know. I wasn't there, but me personally, if I were on the jury, I probably would have went not guilty, but that's just me. Yeah. I, I don't know all the information. I just seen that video. Um, but back to when you were saying about them running after, to me, that's that's not a one-time thing. That seems like they do that often. Because like you said, if this was the first time this happened, why would she chase them? But if, if you know, you get one of those toxic couples who are always going at each other type of thing, then that's probably, then she's trying to get her look back. Yeah. I suppose. But I also saw a video of her outside of like uh some building in New York he's walking past she's trying to grab him to get his attention and he's just like ignoring her. he he kept walking mm. and also another piece of evidence that I heard from the trial was uh it was a recording of the girl she recorded him and in the recording um like an audio recording she um he's he's talking to her and he's like listen you can't be out there getting drunk and going crazy because I got a reputation, you associated with me, stuff like this, and, you know, you represent me when you're out there because you're my girl or whatever. And he wants her to act like Coretta Scott King? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he said, yeah, he did say, he said I want you to... No, he did say <laughs> he that. He literally said he, that. He said that. Oh, I did. But, but I, yeah. get it. I get the sentiment. <laughs> okay, it, that's probably an uh, <laughs> interesting example for him to use, but I get the sentiment that he's saying. Because we see this all the time. Like, I personally do think, like, for example, I have a wife, right? If my wife is being crazy somewhere and people are like, wait a minute, that's Jared's wife? Like, why is she going crazy? That's reflecting on me. So I get what he's saying. 
and vice versa. If I was doing something crazy, that would reflect on my wife. So I get why he would say, you know, Phil, don't get drunk in public and be crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's played in evidence to like, I guess to display, um, I don't know, he's abusive or, you know, something along these lines. But Controlling. I'm cra- maybe I'm crazy because I was just like, that made perfect sense in my head. So I don't know. But again, like I said, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly what happened. There's no way that I could say definitively that he didn't do anything. But just based on what I've seen, I just I was shocked that the that he was found guilty. And I personally think that if he was found not guilty, he wouldn't have gotten dropped from the Marvel role because they waited until the conviction to officially drop him. So right. I guess oh, good yeah, job yeah. on Disney for at least waiting to see the outcome. I give them props for that because we see all the times like we see all the time, even an allegation alone or an accusation alone could get you fired. So at least I'm glad they waited until the actual conviction before they fired him. So right, because they had plans. He's a, a lot of future plans with him. So yeah, but also, do you, he was the plan. He was right. Yeah. Real quick, was it New York or California where they convicted him? It's New York. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of Marvel, uh, their new TV show Echo just dropped a couple of days ago. Have you guys had a chance to watch it? I have not. Do you guys plan on watching it? Me yeah, I'll probably, only I'll probably on... check it out, especially. I was just gonna say only mm. with a strong recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I haven't uh hadn't been on the Marvel train like I used to. You know, I was the number one right. MCU fan prior to. Shortly after Endgame, mm-hmm. I would say around after Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 kind of got me back in. But other than that, I've just been like, eh, because it's, it's not what it used to be. So what do you think about the show? It was okay. Um, um, Echo, what's her name? Um, Maya. Maya. The character named Maya. So one thing I did like about it is there's times throughout the show to where, because she's deaf, and they do like right. they'll take the sound out, like you you do you're hearing it from her perspective, like during the fight scenes and things like that. Um, I appreciate they're doing like a lot of sign language, and I'm sure I assuming that these are correct sign languages and everything like that. So I'm glad they took the time for this, but. It was okay. It was okay. It's only five episodes. Uh, to me, with Marvel, it's it's not. It don't feel um in, uh, not inclusive. It doesn't feel cohesive. There we go. Cohesive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just feels like it's one thing after another. And I know, like, they're trying to get to what is that? Those Young Avenger stuff. But if you look at them on paper, that team gonna get washed. Like, it's not. There's nothing. You're not. Unless you're a super fan of one of these characters. You're not you're not looking forward to this stuff. And I don't know what they can do to generate the buzz. Maybe it's been so much stuff to where it's getting watered down. I don't know what, but it's just like you said, it's not hidden like it used to. Yeah, definitely not. <clears throat> and like I, I was in I was in a little bit of denial 
struggle at first. I'm not going to lie, because I was like, no, you know, I got faith in the crew, Kevin Feige, you know, he can, he can bring it back, but it's just not the same. Like, listen, we had a good run, stay weak, because I was, I consider myself part of the team. That's how big of a fan <laughs> I was. It was like, literally, I've had dreams about seeing Avengers movies when I was little. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, but now it's to the point where it's just like, you know, it it is what it is. We had solid 10, 12 years of greatness. So now it's just sort of in the in the uh, waning years, in my opinion. You know, so this show, like, I don't know. I'll probably check it out just to say that I checked it out. But even in um, uh, Hawkeye, I think she was in Hawkeye, right? Uh, Hawkeye. Even in Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this character is a Hawkeye. Yeah. So even in Hawkeye, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't really care about this character. You know, she's deaf. All right, that's fine. Daredevil's blind. Yeah, doing a deaf and blind thing. I know they got to fight to get, you know, against each other or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but to me, it's just like, yo, Daredevil shouldn't even. It, it shouldn't even be close. It's Daredevil. Right. Like I haven't seen the fight, but given the fact that it's her show. It's no way on God's green earth that Daredevil shouldn't be mopping the floor with this chick, whoever she is. Me personally, that's just my that's just my opinion. It would be like if Batman, you know, I'm not gonna go there. Anyway, I'll probably <laughs> check the show out just to say <laughs> I want to go. I want to go to tangent, but I'll just say no, nah, no. Nah, let let, let to, your feelings you know? fly. <laughs> let your feelings fly. <laughs> no, I'm just yo. They're like yo. People don't know understand like Daredevil is. The top, like, literally top tier wise in the Marvel universe. Like, people can't just get with Daredevil. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's Daredevil. Put uh, fuel on that fire. So, you know, the thing, she was a kid. Uh, Fist basically adopted her and everything else like that, right? So, right. Uh, uh, before she got into the basically his crew or whatever, that fight scene you're talking about. It's her first mission. So it wasn't like years later she was doing this. That was her first mission. <laughs> that makes it even worse. Right. This is what That's I'm what talking about. This is what I'm talking about. That pisses me off. But I'm that saying really in, 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 in defense, you know, she was taking um taekwondo classes and stuff. They showed that as a kid and stuff. She was taking those classes. <laughs> Yo, you know how nice? Do you know how nice you gotta be to be blind and still be and still whoop ass? Right. You gotta be crazy nice. You gotta be crazy nice. Somebody taking taekwondo shouldn't be able to get with you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It it reminds uh, me of. Um, did you ever watch the show Arrow? Arrow uh, CW. I watched the first couple seasons. Yeah. Okay. Good. So in Arrow, you know. Spoilers for Arrow, I guess, if you haven't watched Arrow. But he trained Go on the it. island for, like, five years or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's literally just training on the island. That's why he can come come to the city and whoop ass as, as a vigilante. Mm -hmm. Later in the show's lifetime, random people, like, just regular people, no training, no extensive five-year-long training, I mean. You just pop on, pop on the eye mask, get a costume, and you are a vigilante now. It's like, no, he can do that because he trained <laughs> for mad long. That's why he was able to come back and whoop ass. Like, 
You can't just slap the the uh the eye mask on and just whoop ass like he did. You know, so it's like, I don't know, man. That's just one of my little gripes <laughs> or whatever with superhero stuff. It's like, yo, like he trained man long. Like, that's why he's able to do this. Like the same thing with Batman. Yes, Batman can whoop ass because he's Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just throw the net like some random kid in there and be like, oh yeah, he can whoop ass equally. Mm-hmm. You can't whoop ass equally as Batman in a short span of time. It doesn't work like that. You gotta put that work in first. That's just me. Oh. I, I agree. I get you. Alright. Well, we breezing right along. Now it's up to the movie. Eileen. <laughs> you know what I I'm about to say. Preston is no place for a young lady. You got a big life ahead of you, I'm sure. I'm just kind of average, I think. I know you have brilliant dreams. Arlene, may I confide in you? People are so ashamed of their desires. I have my own ideas. Kind ideas? You can never tell anyone, do you understand? Can't imagine you with a knife. Can you imagine me with a gun? That's very good, Arlene. Jordan, if... If you were trying to describe this movie to somebody, how would you describe this movie? Um, I would say it's a. So first of all, it's it's. So there's a there's like a weird relationship between a, a very young girl uh, and the, I think the movie set in the fifties or the sixties, maybe. Um. There's the a 60s. really young, okay. There's a really young girl who works um, at like a boys' institute, a boys' uh, youth home, group home. It's almost like a detention center it's like or a like a yeah, it's a, a, it's a ju- juvenile detention center, a, a juvenile detention yeah. center, and um, she kind of, you know, she seems like she's very like socially awkward. Um, she, so she, so the way she builds her character in the movie is she the prison hires a a new psychologist or a therapist at the prison at the boys prison and it's a woman and she's this new age she went to harvard uh she's from new york and this movie is set in like boston i think massachusetts somewhere in massachusetts and um the girl the young girl really takes a liking to the older woman um sort of in a semi-sexual kind of way. Um, So she begins to shed her awkwardness in an even more awkward (laughs) display of um, (laughs) uh, acts that she she does in the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew the movie was gonna be a little strange when she packed her vagina with snow in the very first scene (laughs) of the movie. Um, not just snow, not fresh snow either, like dirty lake snow. Dirty, <laughs> dusty. At least get it off the top, like yeah, right. She she grabbed like some. There was mud in it too, like yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the movie is is uh, quite strange as it as it kind of unfurls this weird relationship between them, and. You know, if we're going to spoil it, you know, what later happens is they basically commit this crime together um, that kind of is pretty shocking, like when it happens. 
you don't expect it and leading up to the actual crime that happens you you're kind of expecting them to maybe make love or you know have some sort of like intimate sexual encounter and then it turns into this other thing where you're like wait a minute what the hell is going on so i can't really describe it other than to say that it's a very strange way to show a weird and inappropriate relationship between a woman and a very, very young woman. Okay. Uh, Jared, what is your thoughts about this? Or just, we can just go negative or positive. What is your feelings and thoughts towards about this movie? Yeah. So the movie is, uh, is definitely not like a, like a normal, like a typical sort of um, narrative. I, I guess you could say it's, it's more of like a, I don't know if I would say it's like a character study, um, but I guess you could say it is. But yeah, like George said, I knew that it was like going to be a little offbeat once that uh, opening scene happened. But I was, you know, I'm, I'm down for upbeat, so I was into it. You know, never not like people watching Anne Hathaway and something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I was down. And I thought that they did a pretty good job of like, making it a time period piece like I, I didn't um think I, I didn't feel like I was watching something that was made today but they just you know transported it back then other than I know what Hathaway looks like in the other actors but mm-hmm. I thought like the, you know the job they did like putting it in the 60s was was good uh even like the dialogue I felt like it was time time period appropriate so that was good but mm-hmm. as far as like the story um once <clears throat> they get to the uh, the crime part towards the end. Spoilers. Once they get to that, I was like, "Whoa, wait, what?" And then I kind of thought back on the rest of the movie because we see uh, Eileen and she like he goes into these sort of like uh, fantasy moments where she kind of imagines something multiple mm-hmm. times during the movie. So I, it kind of like once that happened, I kind of like rethought the rest of the movie and. I thinking like maybe certain moments that happened earlier she was just imagining those like mm-hmm. certain moments with, with, with uh Anne Hathaway's character I was like damn did that actually happen or is this like an unreliable narrator type of thing mm-hmm. did she just imagine those things happening because mm-hmm. once they go into like the um I have her tied up in the basement thing I was like oh shit wait what Anne Hathaway doesn't it's maybe Eileen imagined the, the kiss and the flirtiness and the leg touch, or maybe she just missed, you know, she's interpreting it totally differently than, you know, it's actually going down because we see her do this a bunch of times throughout the movie. So once that happened, I thought that that was good. I thought the twist was good, but I just, I felt like the ending was just a little off to me. Like it felt like it was like, I don't know, like they reshot it or like something didn't pan out right and the to like cut it or you know I kind of felt like that was like when the movie was starting you mm-hmm. know and then it just ends shortly after that but I thought all of that very was good abrupt. and uh, yeah real very abrupt ending but I, I kind of like movies like this where it's just sort of like um, sort of offbeat and like you, you, you it's like you're kind of guessing like wait what's this what's the deal with this lady or you know like mm-hmm. is she, are they about to kiss each other right now like what's going on and so I, overall, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was good. You know, I thought the performances were good, but I wasn't like blown, like blown out of my seat or anything like that. But I, I don't know. I think it's solid. Like I, I'm not going crazy over it. I felt at the beginning. I felt like 
and acting was way above everybody else. You didn't I like felt, No, I'm saying like like they were good. She's just better. To where yeah. like as I'm watching this, it's like Anne Hathaway pulls you into you are she is this character, and I just felt like everybody else is you know doing they're they're doing good. She's just doing phenomenal at this. Like, I agree. I agree. Yeah, with that. yeah. It's just like as she was doing everything because when she and and it's probably her character too, but when she's on screen, you paying attention to her. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like like you said, like it, the story is going one way, and then when they start talking about the kidnapping and everything, you're like, oh shit, what's going on? And then like, I my out loud moment was when she shot her. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she 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 said what she wanted her to say. Why would you shoot her? And she was yeah. like, I got upset. Right. So not yeah. to lie. Yeah. She was like, I got upset. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, the dad to me did a, a, a just as good a job as he was great. Hathaway. Yeah. The father was, really was the quintessential deadbeat, like alcoholic yeah. fucking you know just he he he, he played that role to a t mm -hmm. um and it really yeah. sold it really impressed on me the person that eileen was is in a lot of senses because of him strictly because of him like right. he really mess messes her mind up you know um to the yeah. point that she fantasized about murdering him you know, a couple times in the movie. Um, and then ultimately at the end of the movie, she was willing to basically frame him for uh, a, a murder, yeah. you know, or shooting um, with zero remorse about it also, you know, and the way she justified it was, well, the doctor said he's going to die. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We could just go away um, together. So I, I did like the movie. Um, it does end kind of like quicker than I than I expected. You're right, Jared. I think it does kind of beg the question, like, did something happen towards the end of production where they couldn't finish it correctly? Or they or maybe they reshot some stuff and changed the story at the end or what? But um Okay, uh now that you say that, I was gonna say this for the trivia, but this is based on a 2015 book. Um yeah. Otessa Moshfe, but I was reading the plot of the book, and the movie pretty much covers most of the stuff, like plot line wise, to for the movie until the very end. In the very end, um, so at the end of the movie, she um, hitchhikes, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So in the book, same scenario, but the only thing is. She makes it to New York where she tells people her name is Lena. She changes her last name after getting married a few months later. And uh, she alludes to multiple marriages and love affairs and lives a much happier, more confident life than her younger self. That's how it ends in the book. So mm -hmm. maybe that would have, with that part added on there, you could have got a closure of her um, right. <clears throat> going on with her life. Character arc and stuff, but I the reason why I didn't really like the end is because it, well, that compared to the book is much different because the way the movie ends is, you know, when she leaves her car in the woods, 
I mean, that car traces back to somebody. Yeah. I don't care if it's 1950 or 1920 or what. Somebody's going to know that that car belongs to either her or her father or likely her father. But, you know, if her father's there and there's a body in the vehicle, I mean, you have no idea what happens to Anne Hathaway. She just drives around away smiling, you know, as if her life is completely different. And it's clearly not, you know, necessarily going to yeah. be a happy ending because how do you go anywhere without this coming back to you? You know well, what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, like with Han Anne's character, I figure she can disappear into a new, uh, life but like you said all that stuff trace backs and also like when her job when she don't show up because it's a it's a connection the boy who works at the at the prison or works the boy who's at the prison oh, yeah. his, his mother is unconscious and the person one of the people who works there is not there and like it will 100 go back to her certainly yeah so yeah, it kind of leaves you like how does how does this story really and you know it's just kind of a cliffhanger i, I guess um and it leaves it's like a, really a bit of a bad taste yeah yeah it's, it's so open-ended that it just doesn't feel any it doesn't feel like there's any closure to me yeah. anyway anyway but i also read um, i did know that this was based on a book and uh i i saw some people saying that like in the book um eileen is like really dirty like really dirty like she doesn't shower and Oh really? She stinks and yeah, and like she keeps uh like a dead rat in her car. So there's a scene where the dad is like, "What's that smell or whatever?" Like I think that's mm -hmm. probably from the book because she's so gross or whatever. So like oh. even to me, even like leaving something like that in the book would be like would like kind of give her more character, not good character, but like just traits. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, this girl is kind of gross, and I feel like that would have um. So based on what I'm I'm thinking in my head, which I don't know if it's right, but it would play more into like maybe she is making this shit up that Anne Hathaway is doing. Like, or she maybe not making it up, but like she's interpreting it totally differently because you're like a gross chick that stinks and you have a rat in your dead rat in your car. You know what I'm saying? And she just yeah. so I don't know. But like I, I read a few other things that like happened in the book. Like, for example, um, and these are these were just comments on like one of the videos I was watching. But somebody said um, there's a scene where her dad, she finds her dad and he's like, or not unconscious, but he hurt himself like he fell or something. He had blood on his face. She takes him to the hospital and like on the way to the hospital, he's like grabbing her leg and he's saying like um, Jolene or something. He thinks she's somebody else. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> one of the comments said that Jolene was the sister and not the mom. Okay. So he's thinking that her her, her sister is driving and he's touching the sister in an inappropriate way and so they were saying like that plays into her anger at the mom at the end when she's talking about her husband and the son oh because her dad she, she can relate to it right had a right. Thing. right 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 so that you know flipped her out and made her force her to shoot or cause her to shoot and that like you know you know and she she could relate to it so she shot her because the right. dad and her sister okay Right, so it wasn't just I I was upset type of thing. It's going from past trauma and yeah. Right, based on the book, yes. 
So like to <laughs> me, those things are important. You know, right. like <laughs> that would make a lot that would make a lot more sense than she upset me. You know, like it, it kind of you could kind of get away with it in the movie just saying she upset me because it's a ups it's something upsetting to hear the, the you know the wife describe these things. But if you if you put the emotional backing of hey my dad and my sister has some kind of weird thing going on that makes it better not better but yeah. it, it makes it more impactful mm-hmm. to the character so stuff like that I feel like when you translate from moves from book to movie like you kind of gotta translate the big stuff you know character wise or it doesn't work as good so yeah. it doesn't make complete uh, sense yeah if I had to guess too right. I would say that the book probably uh, would have the book probably. If the book, if they had followed the book closer to a T, it would be the movie would have been over the top, and they probably would have done better <laughs> to go over the top with with you know her character and everything that happened, and what you said about it being unclear whether some of these things are fantasies or, well, I take that back. A lot of the fantasies in the movie they always show you that it is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. So this is true. So it's almost as if maybe, maybe you could make a case that the the whole basement scene is sort of a fantastical, you know, thing that she's got going on in her head, and her getting away is her leaving without having done any of that stuff, and she's just leaving her dad. But I don't know. Maybe I probably would have liked it a little bit more if they went further with uh, what they did, because then it would have just fit the movie better. Well, just to clarify. When I say uh, she was imagining these things, I'm strictly talking about like the kiss from Anne Hathaway. Like even I think the leg touch happened, but it was like just a like a coworker, <laughs> like I'm touching your leg thing, not like a oh my god she likes me thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm not saying like the basement thing was fiction was fantasy. I'm talking strictly about like the the possible sexual feelings from Anne Hathaway to her is what I'm saying. So, like, no. I think that in her mind, she wants that to happen. So she's interpreting it as, as in being in a sexual way, but it's not really like that. She just, that's what she wants. So that's kind of what she's, you know, picturing in her head and she's interpreting it, uh, interpreting it a certain way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So would you guys recommend this movie to people? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would. Okay. All right. I think um, it would depend on a person. It would it would depend on the person who I'm talking to. Certain people definitely wouldn't be into this, mm-hmm. but you know, other people, I would recommend it. So it just kind of depends. All right. Um, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is on this uh, movie? Critic critic score, uh, I'd say maybe sixty percent. I'd go sixty five. Critic. Don't go below 80. Hmm. It's above 80? 90? 85 tom- tomato meter. That's that's I don't know. That's all right. High. Now, <laughs> now l- let's do yeah. the audi- audience score. So what do you think the audience score is? If the t- if the critic score is 85%, what do you think the audience score is? I'm gonna say the audience is sixty. Maybe I'm gonna say 40. sixty-five audience. Fifty-three. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, 
Uh, hey, I literally just said this earlier. I said if it's artsy, the critic will be higher. Yep. I said that. Um, I don't have there was not a lot mm -hmm. of trivia trivia for this. The only trivia I had was for the book. Um, uh, so I don't have anything. Uh thank you guys for being on. I appreciate it. Anything that you want to plug on the way out? No, uh, yeah, just you can follow me. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say uh you know, just uh lo love your families. Kick off the new year with a bang. Yeah, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jared, J-A-R-E-D, underscore, underscore, France, like the country. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review, and subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetalkpod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Yes, it's a thing. We don't use it, but we have one. At Pod. Follow Chad on Letterbox at BOW1213 and me at Mr. King0257. Join us next week as we, I have no idea what we're doing next week. So just subscribe. You know, it's going to be some good stuff. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, and like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>